Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is sponsored by Susan and Jacomo Hakim in honor of the Kahal and wishing the entire Kahal Hatzlacha. Rabotai, there's a part of this parasha, it's not a small part, which is very difficult to read. The Torah in the beginning tells you about all the wonderful things that will happen if the Jewish people are fulfilling their role, they're fulfilling their place uh, in, uh, and their destiny as Am Yisrael, and all the berachot that rain down on them from Shamaim when they do so. But the middle part of the parasha actually describes what happens if the Bnei Yisrael, they revolt against God, they push Him away, they don't do anything that He wants. And I have to say, this is not just about Am Yisrael as a, as a people doing, you know, uh, everything wrong, you know, the worst possible thing. It's a direct correlation between the idea of sachar va'onish, which means reward and punishment. Now, it's a lovely thing to hear about all the blessings of the Torah. All these beautiful things. And it, and, it, and it is true, and it's, but to ignore the fact that there are ramifications to people's deeds when they're not correct, is to ignore one of the basic and most uh, uh, important tenets of Judaism. To say that God is only giving out blessings like some sort of Santa Claus, where you come, you sit on his lap and he gives you blessings, is a juvenile understanding of the nature of God and the way he designed this world. In the same way that a mitzvah brings reward, also we have to understand and internalize that Averot, doing the wrong things, also bring us, unfortunately, the wrong things. So much of the parasha describes the kilalot, and I can't tell you, every time I read it, it's very hard to watch. It's hard to listen to. How could, how could this happen? How could God allow this to happen to the Jewish people? It makes the hairs on your arms stand up. But you know what? I noticed that there's another time when I watch and I see that people can't look. They have to turn away. In fact, I saw it just this week. A father is sitting at the Brit Milah of his son. Everybody is singing. Everyone is singing out loud. It's very joyous. Everyone is smiling. Everyone is dressed up. And then the Mohel goes to do the Brit Milah. And I saw the father as... The Mohel went to do the Brit Milah. The father turns his head, he couldn't look. And I thought to myself, what an interesting correlation between the inability to look or to listen to the Kilalot of the Torah and this father in a moment of Brit Milah looking away. It's very tough for him to watch that his son is suffering. But ask him if today is a happy day and the father will tell you that it's the most joyous day of his life. I'm looking at someone here who just had a Brit Milah recently how beautiful was that day? Was it difficult to watch? It's hard to see. It is! But you understand. You know and you understand the value and the importance of what the Brit Milah is and as well the reward and the result of the fact that this child was just made a part and parcel of the most important mission that humanity has ever tried to accomplish. Not to land on the moon. Rabotai, it's a beautiful thing to go to space. It's a wondrous thing to expand our capacity uh, uh, for knowledge. But you know what? You know what? <laughs> Before you run to open up a second store, 
make sure that your first store is profitable. As if we've sorted all the problems on earth that we need to spend billions traveling to another planet. Maybe we should spend that money of space travel on fixing the problems here, Rabotai. So I want to think about that as well. When we think about the greatest endeavor that humanity has ever done, it is the changing of human beings from their animalistic selves to their higher selves. And unfortunately, Rabotai, there is no greater motivator and there is no greater corrector in the human condition than pain and challenges and difficulties. When people find that there's a massive challenge in their lives, suddenly things emerge from within that person that they never even knew existed. Uh, we were just talking earlier about, about the, the challenges of a, uh, of a, fi of a financial crisis uh, in the city in Panama. We were just talking about it together a couple minutes ago. And I asked, what is it that people are doing you know, now that everybody has to undergo a massive shift in their jobs? And it, what, what, what Mr. Sofa said to me is that there's this thing that happens when suddenly you're challenged in this way, when people need to rise to the challenge and they discover elements and talents within themselves that they did not know that they had uh, up until minutes ago. Rabotai, you know, one of the great most expensive things in the world is, uh, uh, is and precious, like precious stones, is something which is not from the ground, but is built by an organic process. A little piece of sand gets inside the shell of an oyster. The oyster is irritated by this little grain, one grain of sand, and it starts rubbing and rubbing the sand, and as it goes, the organic process develops a piece of sand with a lot of irritation, with a lot of discomfort, with a lot of challenge into something beautiful. Such is the nature of human beings. The most beautiful things that we make happen when we're challenged, when we suffer, when, we're in, when we are in pain. Now, we all know that the Jewish people has been challenged by galut after galut after galut. And that's what we've read about in this week's parasha. About how the Jewish people will be driven out. And there is no doubt that that suffering has extracted a price from the Jewish people. The fact that we've had to learn to move from Jerusalem, to be banished to Babylonia, to be banished to Persia, from there to all the countries of the Sepharadim and the countries of the Ashkenazim, to be forced to move from one place to the next, to start again, to open new businesses, to learn how to make a profit when you're not allowed to own land, and you're not allowed to go to university to get a higher education in many countries. What happened was it fashioned the Jew that figures things out on his feet. He knows how to create something from nothing. If you look and study the history of the state of Israel, it is nothing short of miraculous. But along with the miracle, that God gave this gift, this smile to Am Yisrael, to the Jewish people. And we're going to celebrate this on Sunday with an even greater gift, the gift of the city of God of Jerusalem. Along with that gift came a people who knew that even with nothing you can make something. Even with a land that is full of swamps, you can make agriculture. You could drain it, you could figure something out. Because Am Yisrael had been toughened by all of the challenges that Am Yisrael had undergone. In, in the rectification of the mistakes that we'd made. So although it's something that we look away for for the Kilala, no one wants to be called up. We don't have in Ashkenazim, 
They say, Ya'amod, and they call up the person by name. For the Kilalot, they don't call up somebody by name. The Syrians, we have something like this as well on Tisha B'Av. No one is called to go to the Torah. Whoever's up by the Torah happens to just go up. Because we don't want that the Kilalot should fall into anyone's lap. Hasvi Shalom. But at the same time, it is those Kilalot that straighten out a bent piece of metal into something that can be used as a sword or a plow or a gun. That is what these challenges happen. When God, He, he gives us these Yisurim, it says like a father is miyaseret bino, ken, so too is Hashem elokecha miyasreka. So too God also, He challenges us with these, uh, with these kilalot. But Rabotai, would we rather that God gave up on us? Would we rather that God stopped trying to fix us? Of course we would not. And I think that there's something very poetic about the flow of the parasha. Rabotai, we start with the great blessings. But blessings alone do not produce wonderful, great people. Often blessings produce spoiled people. The people that have everything done for them in their lives, almost always, are people who are so fragile that the first time something comes along, and it will, they simply break. Even though they seem very successful, they're very successful on a, on a track that has no nick and no bumps and no potholes and no anything. But the minute something comes along, the parasha then continues and talks about how a person then experiences certain challenges and difficulties in their life. Now once a person has tasted from the cup of blessing and tasted also from this cup of HaKadosh Baruch Surim that guide him, that straighten him, that strengthen him ultimately in understanding what the right way is, how to do teshuvah, how to come back to God. What are you left with? You're left with the end of the parasha where a person can look at themselves and make a neder and say, I give my value to the Kiddusha of to charity. Suddenly we realize the intrinsic value and nature of a human being. Because when a person has undergone both of those things, it's burned deep on his soul and his consciousness. What it is that he needs to do, but almost as important, what it is that he needs to stay away from. So many of us are running after asetov. We run after doing the good deeds. But in the Pasuk, first it says, Sur asetov. Asetov can be motivated, can be buoyed, can be elevated by the response of blessing. So as an example, if you teach your child by giving them gifts when they do things right, yes, no question, you've motivated them towards positive behavior. But how do you eradicate from within them the elements, the traits of negative behavior? Every parent needs to figure out how to give their child a punishment that is corrective in nature. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to slap them across the face, but it means that you figure out what's going to work for this child in the long run that's going to make them understand that this is something that you absolutely cannot do. Running in the street as a child, if you're not giving that child a very sharp and memorable punishment as a little kid, then, then you haven't given him this deterrent that he needs to keep him safe. And that's a mistake. You think you're being kind, but you're being cruel. Ultimately, the way we achieve and extract value from within a human being, the idea of arachin, the concept of a, the value of what a human being can bring to the table, is by giving them a taste from both of those cups. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, amen.